0: As we're recording, producer Bobby. So yep. we are back with another episode of the Marketing Money Podcast. marketingmoneypodcast.com. Right dot com. Your boy Johnny O and your other boy Josh Mavis are right like, here. What am I? You know, what? who knows? Chopped liver. What? Where did that originate? That expression of chopped
1: liver. I'm sure it's. Uh, to me, it sounds like something nobody wanted to eat. So what am I? This unimportant thing? I don't. Yeah, know.
0: chopped liver. Chopped liver. So, I had a cool experience last weekend that I can tell you about the whole thing. Was uh, I'm, a, I'm, now, a profe- okay. I'm now a professional coin flipper.
1: Ah, I can flip you, coins. No, no, yes, you're only a professional if you get paid to do it. Did I, get, I did get paid. You're on salary,
0: I was on the bank's bank's dime. Okay, the I was representing the bank. Yeah, so uh, tell it, us what happened. It was the Atlanta United versus Nashville Soccer Club MLS. Huge Southern Rivalry soccer game. 31,000 people. Sellout Stadium at Jodas Park in Nashville, Tennessee. I loved their album in the 90s. Jodas Park. Jodas. Jodas. Jodasi. <laughs> Soulful, beautiful R&B group. Anyway, uh, anyway, I was the coin flipper for the, to start the game, so I got to walk I out. I saw some pictures. There's some awesome pictures Right after you. the anthem and flipped the coin and won it. Nashville chose the side I flipped. And honestly, I don't even remember because I was so in awe of all, everything going on around yeah. me. But it landed and the, they called either heads or tails and it was the one they called and they got the ball where they wanted it. And I was real happy. But you were just flipping the coin. I was just it, flipping the coin. Seems a little,
1: seems a little, if I were Atlanta United, you're obviously, you came out with the, with the team logo on and flipped the coin. Yeah. I think a neutral party should flip the coin.
0: No, I'm not neutral. I know I was, you're not. I was very much. But, 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 I mean, shouldn't there be a... I have no control. I'm a professional coin flipper. I have no control. I'm very neutral in that 50-50. sense. 50-50. I mean, look, you can wear whatever you want to wear. I yeah. can't control how the coin flips. Yeah, but... I'm just a neutral flipper.
1: So, so then more or less nerve-wracking, do you think, than throwing out an opening pitch? Because we've talked about that Way, privately.
0: way less. Yeah. Because the... Fl- there's no skill in it. All I do is I shake the referee's hand. I'm sorry, hand.
1: John, but there's...
0: Their their skill of doing it is it where a big you flip heavy? It, is it a big heavy? Yeah, it was heavy. It was not hard to flip, but it was heavier. It wasn't like a quarter. It was more like a half dollar. Yeah. But the hand-
1: thunder thumbs Johnny. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Flip-ish. Oh, you you you, you do
0: not want to thumb war, me? You <laughs> do not want? <laughs> I declare flip? a thumb war. You don't want that?
1: Marvel champion. I will
0: destroy you in a thumb war battle. Okay. But uh, but yeah, he hands to me. I flip it. I I would think Did you get to keep it. No, he took it. It said FIFA it was it was two different colors it didn't have a heads nor tail.
1: Is that a that's not a FIFA it says
0: FIFA. Federation International Football Association. Yeah, it said fi- yeah, it said FIFA on the on the so
1: is MLS part of FIFA and I just don't yeah, know. Yeah, they're
0: part of the umbrella oh, Okay, of FIFA. okay. Uh, but anyway, so I, I flipped it, walked away, and I would think if I was going to throw out the opening pitch it'd be because you have to at least make an For athletic skill. move when you throw the and if you don't believe me go see 50 cent or some of those other stars try to throw out worst one ever, and it's r- ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it was uh, You
0: have to try to throw it as poorly as they did. Yeah, uh, but anyway, cooler, cooler thing to uh, to do the old namey droppy. After I finished, I walked up to the uh, the sweets the sweet row up there where all the corporate um, where double diamond big dogs platinum. all the double diamond platinum people hang out. Hadn't been up there before. Yeah, uh, full disclosure. Uh, just hadn't been to the game in Nashville to that part yet. Walked up there, went there first. Celeb I see, Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Most nervous I've ever been in my life. Yeah. Seriously. Like, I had red coming up my neck, like, when you, you know, nervous flush. Yeah. I was like, Robert Plant. And I text you immediately. I yeah. was like, dude, you don't believe who's in here. So then, had to go across and meet him. Yeah. Didn't get the full handshake, but did get the eye contact, the <laughs> hey, hey.
1: But the acknowledgement.
0: I, no, I, I saw As him. And he said hello. I said hi. But I didn't get the... It was it was awkward because yeah. I wasn't really supposed to be at that corner just yet of the suite. So, yeah. but then I turn around. Who's right behind me? Reese Witherspoon. So I just said hello, Reese, and she said hi. <laughs> and I go, I introduced myself. Actually, talked to her for a little bit. Very sweet, very nice. This, like had a real conversation. Yeah. Like we talked about. She's partnering the team, and I. Here's the deal: in celebrities,
1: like obviously meeting Reese Witherspoon is awesome, but like. She would be in awe of Robert. Like, there are musicians, like, famous musicians that probably haven't met Robert Plant. Well, Like, like actual... For sure.
0: And the weird thing was, is the, high, the high of Robert... I mean, this... I've listened to Led Zeppelin since I was, like, eight. And it's, like, the... Like, it's... Yeah. It's it for me. And so I turned and, like, seeing Reese there, who is, I think, the second or third highest paid actress in the world, or at least in America, uh, I turned in and saw and I thought, oh, it's just Reese. Like, hey, my buddy Reese, what's yeah. up? And she had her kids with her, and I complimented them on their Renaissance jerseys they had on, and they were yeah. super. Everyone was super nice, and it was, it was literally like meeting a peer, someone my age. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, but my point, <laughs> my point is a peer of my age. Okay, okay. Like I turn around, she's the same age I am. Like I was like, hey, what's up? Like we can talk, kids. Very easy conversation. Right? What do I say to him? Well, I really liked your music as a child. You are a yeah, rock that, and roll. I mean, I don't know what to say to the guy.
1: Yeah, and I, my my, whatever. Similar story, different. Probably. I, in the genre, maybe on the level, but not on the level. Is I met um, Willie Nelson, who I'm a big Willie Nelson fan, and um, it was I, I did the almost pass out thing, like like when people like saw yeah, the Beatles I and passed out. Promise
0: you, I had that. I feeling. I mean, the
1: nerves of that because to me they're they're like Reese Witherspoon, obviously famous and all that. I met, as you know, and not to whatever humble brag. No, this is people, full.
0: This is full brag. It doesn't right, matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's our podcast.
1: But the one that I can liken it to and I would be the same way with Robert Plant is Willie Nelson where the he came up, shook my hand, we're talking um at a it was a meet and greet, but not just the thing you walk up and in front of the step and repeat banner like it was more open. And he said, Are you gonna be okay? (laughs)
0: Oh, he asked if
1: you're gonna be okay. (laughs) Because I'm like Was it his nasally voice like Yeah
0: yeah, it
1: was that was (laughs) That was it. And there there are people that are so famous and like so ubiquitous to me. Like to me, like we listened to Willie Nelson's music growing up. He was in all the movies, the redhead stranger stuff. And like it was almost like a mythical figure. Like somebody that like and Robert Plant is is literally a mythical like.
0: I mean, he his Stairway to Heaven, his Black Dog, his whole lot of love, his all the songs yeah. are like literally going through he my head. rock I've and seen roll him, right there. And I kept thinking, what can I say to him? And then to your point of like, There's are you going to be okay? There was nothing I could say. There's nothing. And that's why I'm joking with her. I turned around I was like, oh, I can talk to you about, do your kids enjoy soccer? They're on a soccer team with a friend of mine's kids in Nashville. So like I had something to talk about with her that was very, yeah, it was vanilla and normal, but like. It was a conversation with him. I was just like, eh, hi. He's like, hey. And I was like, oh, hi, sir. I, I will now crawl back into my shell of comfort yeah. and walk away. Just say zo so. Oh, I just, I. just start saying random things. Well, and so here's the so funny part of this, and then we'll get into why we do a podcast. One of my friends here in Tupelo met him, saw him in Memphis at, um, I don't know, some event or something. And he was there to support the arts or whatever. And he walked up to me. he, he Same thing as I did. He said, I've got to meet him. And he went up to him and he said, uh, I'm so-and-so from Mississippi. And he goes, Oh, home of the blues. And he like reeled off all these like stats about the blues in Mississippi and goes, I'm heading down to Clarksdale next week to uh, check out some new artists or something and like had a full-on conversation. My buddy was just like, "Wow, that was like he was excited to talk about Mississippi." Well, now you know because he line. was from Mississippi. So I should have said I'm from Mississippi, and Matt, I, this was after the fact when I was telling <laughs> Which him is I a weird
1: him, way to just—it it would be so weird now knowing. Yes, you would have to say, I'm, John, "I'm from Tupelo, Mississippi," or whatever. Birthplace
0: of Elvis. Like I should have dropped I, something I think he like knows that. that. But he, yeah, but. How do you get? How do you start a conversation you with Robert Plant with you a don't. mythical figure? You don't. That's the yeah. You you get you the did acknowledgement the right and the eye contact and the nod. He was having his Heineken enjoying a, yeah. a football game. But anyway, yeah. uh, so th- it was it was a cool Saturday night for things that. You I ask him who probably, his
1: team was. Like, is it? Does he follow? I me mean, who's your favorite player? English I don't know any m- of no, these. No people. English, <laughs> no, No, Like, are you a man?
0: You like City or United? Yeah. Who do you like? Liverpool guy? Who do you like? Daddy's Liverpool guy. He's not no, that's the Beatles. Yeah. But anyway, uh I look, anyway. Footies. It, it was an that's interesting it. it was an interesting night. Yeah. Um to say the least. Yeah. We got some cool picks, and it was a, a good time. You high, riding high on... The adrenaline was amazing. Yeah. And going out on the field with everybody cheering and the flags waving and all the shooting off the chalk dust and all that, it was cool. Yeah. It was a super cool experience. It was one of those that's like a bucket list I didn't know was on the bucket list type things. But anyway. Nice.
1: For, so for the four people that are remaining...
0: I don't know. It was just. It was cool. On the pod, listen to the podcast. Hey, there. They're, no, they're, That just drew four hundred people in. They it. heard. They were like, he's talking about meeting celebrities. Mm-hmm. Do you hear that guy? He drove by, <laughs> he heard me. He drove by, and heard, He said, "Race feathers food, hard amazing." Anyway, so another thing. What was the? Uh, if you listened to the podcast, the last one was that uh, Be something metal that sent the direct mail piece. There was the computer. Yeah. So they sent a follow-up mail piece. So obviously We can't a, talk about that. No, we can. I didn't bring it because I didn't want to get that far into it. But this one is a phone cutout, but a big oh, phone cutout. Oh! Yeah, so they went from a, a laptop cutout, I guess die cut, whatever you call it.
1: It wasn't die cut. It was just printed on a folded piece of paper. But it was... So it was like a, like a four-year-old, like I did when I was four, and like, it wasn't a laptop because they weren't, I don't think they existed when it was four. But, like, <laughs> I wanted to, like, draw out, like, a typewriter and, like... Like, it is that equivalent. So, anyway. Well, so this one phone was a phone,
0: out. and it you, you looked at the mail piece, and it was a big phone, and it just said the same thing. It was like, go to the website, click the URL, the QR code. You're yada, playing yada, that numbers game. And you can do the same thing you just offered me two weeks ago. Please do it again. And so,
1: the numbers same game message, works.
0: Everything. But it was a uh, first time they sent me a cutout laptop, second time they sent me a cutout phone. Nice. What's next week? That's my question. Are they going to send me a, an Apple Watch?
1: No, a cutout, cutout of a billboard with an ad on it.
0: Are they going to send me a cutout of a, a text message? Maybe. That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? So, anyway. All right. <laughs> so, so cool. To this, all right, figuring out where we are here. We've talked about content, we've talked about connection, and we've talked about conversion. What apparatus do you roll those three C's in to deliver? Your advertising, your message, your marketing, and that would be the campaign. I
1: was going to say confabulation.
0: Is that a word? No. Okay, just making sure. Want to double check you on that? What if Robert Plant had said confabulation is a negative something? Okay. Anyway, all right. So we're going to talk about today the Great Eight, and I ch- it, it, producer Bobby says it is a word. What's it mean?
1: Bad memory. Bad memory. memory.
0: Misinterpreted memories. Yeah.
1: So if you, you I remembered this. Misre- a misremember
0: misrememberation. I mis- underestimated myself. <laughs> so, anyway, we have actually the great five of campaigns because when I was yeah, writing right. this, I ran out of energy.
1: Yeah. So it's towards the end.
0: It's towards the end, I was like, qu- eight is just too much. Yeah. Five
1: would be really good yeah. to end this. Well, it's they become compounding and like duplicative to the previous ones because
0: I do remember when I did this and I remember thinking you didn't get three more things that I could like I'm just making stuff up to get to eight at that point so we're just going to do five because I believe in getting to the point so what is this the high five the great the high five of campaigns the high five of campaigns copywriter hashtag yeah good um yes number one and I I'll say this well, you'll get it what said every campaign needs some form of a slogan. And I don't mean that publicly, but there's got to be some energy to sell it within your bank. Or like what why are you doing what's the slogan like, of the campaign? Kind of like a code word or whatever. Like this is the you Yeah, know. the free checking campaign. That's yeah. the slogan. Or this is the whatever campaign. I said, it needs some form of brand messaging. It can't just be, here's a video, here's a print ad, here's a commercial has to have some form of slogan, idea, or something to get behind that, under, that explains what you're selling, and it's uh, it's always good to start with the slogan or message to get people behind whatever you're trying to do with your campaign.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, a camp, it, w- really what it is is there's got to be some unifying messaging between the, the, the different parts that campaign it. I think I said this on a podcast. I've got a blog kind of in the back of my head. turns out that nobody reads the blog, but a lot of people uh, – <laughs> so it's kind of a waste of my time. So if you really – Tell me that I'm wrong, but a lot of y'all listen to the podcast, so it's easier just to give it here, I guess. You know, there's like this conceptual taxonomy um, around the, the work we do advertising. Like there's a concept that's probably the lowest. There's an ad, and then a group of ads is, is a campaign. And then a group of campaigns would live under a platform. And so it, I would say beyond this, so we're talking about ca- pla- uh, campaigns because alliteration, but if you went out to the next level, a group of campaigns are loosely, at least loosely tied together as a platform. That's a that's a, a messaging platform. So we've done this with Renaissance. We were looking through some of the work the other day, like a lot of work around the Rewards Extra product, um, uh, Bazing, strategy core product that Renaissance has. And like we have 80s guy that was walking around to some 80s music. Um, we have Danny Dinkler's a part of it. We have Kurt Street. We have Kurt Curbstream. We have this 3D... Uh, I can't remember what the and what the part of it has a spy the, thing the slogan the James yeah, Bond thing the yeah, yeah we got a lot of stuff yeah so but all that's in this platform that supports the product so absolutely you need a, I can say this if if you can't say a a, a phrase like a three to that four explains word
0: explains what it is well and the idea well what
1: I would say at the very basis that when you say let's talk about the the blank campaign and it feels like it should have capital letters. You, then, then you don't have.
0: Yeah, you got to have
1: it. Then you don't have your, your, your slogan, your catchphrase.
0: And the second one going on number two is there has to be a bio of the product. And I say that because when you start a campaign, if you don't have some bio of what it is, you know, the benefit tactically given, like you're not, I don't think you'll be successful. There's got to be some way to know some, what you're doing.
1: Somewhere. And I would say as part of a campaign, but understand I'm not saying it's to you. I'm saying it's the audience. Part of the campaign may be the landing page. This, a couple of mistakes I see institutions make, and I would say, really big in fintech. And I had a call with a fintech the other day, uh, and this happens over and over and over. So if you're a fintech that's ever called me, I'm probably talking about you. Is an inability to explain what the thing actually does.
0: Thank you, thank you. That's and
1: I'm like. And like getting frustrated with me that it's a, it it's a full stack dee doo die blah blah blah. It's like I get that that's why I should be excited about it, but what does it do? How do you bring it to market? What value does it bring? And that so that's one mistake. Probably the biggest is just like, especially in some like software as a service or just service industries it um,
0: aggregates all of your data into one dashboard where you of, can have a clear view and a blue sky strategy but and how, and you're just like what well, I don't okay I
1: Thanks. will tell you so many people that invent a product can't get out of their own hype mode way of what the thing is to understand that no one heard about you yesterday no one cares about what you're doing today until you make them care and they need to understand the fundamentals of it so the other mistake on the other side of that, and these go together, is putting the same information everywhere that there is no flow of like, get me excited about with the ad or the pitch, but you gotta pay that off with some exposition. Explain what it What's is. What's it
0: gonna do for me?
1: But don't put all of it in everything. Like um, there's a there's information that needs to be on the landing page, maybe on a follow-up flyer. You don't have to, you don't have to Tell me everything on the landing page. And that's the... T- well, how much do I tell you? Well, that's what makes this actually difficult, why you can't get a PhD in marketing from our podcast. I can't tell you every scenario. But also, to John's point, at least explain what it is. I, I was looking through this one-sheet flyer, and it was like, consolidates experiences. And I was like... That wasn't what it said, but it's like, how?
0: Oh, it probably did, because I've seen some. Which experiences... What, what are you telling me?
1: Which experiences, how is it consolidated? How does that b- create a value for me? So anyway,
0: no, com- I agree, completely, completely agree. If there's not a, if there's not a clear explanation of what the product does, whatever, big MCIFs and and those type systems, and you can guess which ones we're talking about here, that often try to sell you something.
1: Are they a force in the sales?
0: They are a realm? force to be reckoned with, and they do have some very good products. They should reverse those names. Force sale. Force to sale. <laughs> well, well, they have very good products. This mystery company we're talking about, we work with. But often I do find a lot of there's a lot of like mystery to what it exactly does. And it's there's a lot of just like but talk. And he, you're but, just like, what? But, you're like, what is this?
1: But here's what drives me crazy. When they can't explain to you what it does, what the next thing is, let's just get on a demo. And I'm like, can I use it? They're like, no, we're just going to show you how it works. I'm like, so I'm not even. Dr- that's like trying to explain how a car works. I mean, we have driving simulators, flying simulators for a reason. Like, anyway, I,
0: no, but that's a classic example that I think a lot of marketers, mar- a lot of marketers listen to this that have gone down that path are like, and, and not just them, but many. I'm like, let's just do the demo, and you're like, I don't know what you do or what your product does. You'll see it when you see the demo. You're like. It's like the politician said, "You'll find out what's in the bill when it passes." Well, okay, I don't know that I want it to pass if I don't know what's in it. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if I want to do the waste my hour on a demo if I don't know what the demo's for. Or a thing
1: that they're just so geared on the sell side to get to the next step, and well, I already have something that does this, and I don't want to move. I'm under a seven year contract. Why would you want to waste your own time anyway? What's next? What's the third
0: one? um, The third one is, who are you targeting with your campaign, and what are you trying to accomplish with the target? Who are you? Who, who? And what are you trying to accomplish? We're just trying to get everybody to bank with us. That's it. I mean,
1: no, like, well that's a lot that that's the that's the um back of the napkin strategy for a lot of so, marketing so, I departments. I mean, that's the question. Everybody. So you've got a so you've got a slogan. Say that one more time. I kind of zoned out. Who thinking,
0: are you targeting with your campaign and what are you trying to accomplish? Oh, Cuz yeah. a lot of times I think it's we're just branding. We're just blah blah blah. Like well, a campaign, what are you going to going to accomplish with your campaign? You've got to have a goal.
1: what well, well, and a lot of people it's funny how how few people get this. Like for real. Like I, I think there have been like CD campaigns out there where the practitioners or at least executive management really hoped it sold some checking
0: accounts too. Like, like, but, does, but did it bring any checking accounts? Like what? Was that the goal? I thought it was to bring in some new deposits. <laughs> I didn't know that checking was, was part of the deal. We didn't mention checking. Or, or check. Did it bring any CDs? Well, I, we were trying to drive... Low cost well, deposits, and, and, and <laughs> a
1: lot of people out there use wor- the word branding for like just generic, purposeless. Like, oh, that's just branding. Well, one, it's never just oh, branding.
0: Oh, I had that talk yesterday with someone who called in about us and, and they kind of I felt like too like it's just branding. I was like, when every bank has the same product, the same regulator, that's, it's not same, just branding. The it's same only look branding is your. Only differentiator. Your own, like, let me yeah. repeat that. Your only difference is your brand. Yeah. Because you're selling four to six checking products. You've got Two so you regulators. Your rates are similar. Well, they're lined up by whatever the Fed does, plus the old LIBOR and all that. So yeah. you, you don't have a lot of wiggle room there. Yeah. So other than the employees you have, which will have worked at three banks on average over their career, brand may be the literal difference between you and everybody. And I else. would say
1: your training and your employment employee culture, if you do, as part of your brand too. Absolutely, it's experience. But but, but this whole like our people like look, look I'm just going to stop for a second and tell y'all. And oh, I, sh- 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 sh. This going to be big. It's not going to surprise anybody. Oh, but like does anybody just have really shitty people?
0: You can't say that.
1: I it's, he'll beep it. He beeped it. No, everybody's people are the best. Right. I mean, but does anybody like we're just not going to train our people. We hope other than like Dick's/Resort and that um hot dog stand in Boston or whatever that yells at you in soup not soup eat. for you. Yeah. Favorite one of my favorite episodes is when um Elaine comes in. And has all of his recipes. I don't
0: remember that. I need to go back and watch it. Yeah, so maybe need to. She's
1: like, she's like, or he's like, you're back. And he's, she's like, oh yeah, I'm here for the split pea and ham soup that consists of one quarter cup, and it's just such a great showdown of that running like soup, soup Nazi thing. But not like explain to me just to the like, what do your people do differently? Because nobody is out there, nobody. Stop saying your people are a different chair because
0: no bank is out there. With our just people are, 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 people are, are people average, but our checking is amazing. Well, then, if that's true, if you hate our people, you'll really, you'll really like
1: our products. But there is no your your people are no friendlier than the bank across the street that you hate and probably worked there three years ago.
0: I think the culture makes a difference. though. but
1: but you're right. Yeah. culture and training. Our people go the extra mile, but a lot of people say it and they don't.
0: Or they do because that's what's expected of the business they work with and they work. And then it's, that's culture, which creates brand. And then there's the rest
1: of it of like getting a fast answer that's more organizational or whatever that can be a difference. But, but, but like, let's say you're the, I've seen some really well-operated banks that have the worst name in the world. Like why is it a A bank that gives fast answers, Speedy Bank. Like, why is it not? Like, why wouldn't you just say, like, but I guess why? They don't, I don't ever eat any Domino's at Domino's Pizza. I don't, I don't know. It's, anyway, I can't solve all your problems for a podcast. I'm sorry, people.
0: You're doing a good job though. What are the issues of value in your campaign?
1: I don't know what that means.
0: It means what are the issues you're trying to address with your customer?
1: Oh, what, what, Problems or okay. yeah, you're
0: solving something for them. Yeah. because connect those dots. Otherwise, why do you need it? Yeah, well, it's just like we said. Like people, call it, gosh, I want. It's not an IRA. It. It's their retirement. It's not. It's not savings. It's something. You know, the product name has a benefit, and the benefit is what you sell, not the <laughs> actual name.
1: I was working with a a call recently, and the. I mean, I know people listen to this, and I kind of you know it doesn't matter that I share this kind of roundabout. They were so proud of this tagline that they had trademarked the tagline.
0: Registered, trademarked it, 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 yeah, or yeah,
1: yeah. No, I mean it was TM next to it, and it it was solving a problem that no one had is all I can say about it. But like <sighs>
0: well, that was like the when, the, I, I when can, the blockchain came out and all the energy behind it. And look, it is amazing. Whatever it is, you know, use of of math and technology to solve double spend and, and, and you know, how it does uh, the ledger. But it was like the big joke was the blockchain is a solution looking for a problem to solve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think banks get into that a lot is we, we come up with solutions looking for a problem. Yeah. I think about some bank
1: products, again, I don't want to name them, but like um, oh, man. What's, remind me to talk about what's, one of them after lunch.
0: What's the, I forget his last name, Tom, the marketing guy that's on LinkedIn. Good one. Yeah, that's on LinkedIn stuff. He, he talks about this stuff all the time about people looking for problems. He's like, My biggest deal is I read an article, paywalled. How can I just hit a button? I don't want to subscribe. Can I can give I you just, 99 cents? Can I cents? give you 99 cents? And like uh, with like two clicks, like I hit this Apple Pay, I'm back, yeah, and I don't and want to Washington- am right back to the exact sentence I was on. Why do I have I to I don't have- want Washington Post. Thirty nine ninety nine. Go in there. I Have to enter all my data. I have to do that, and so yeah. it takes longer to enter the data and pay for then an annual subscription when I want to read one article than it does to read the one I article.
1: Agree. Well, I mean, it goes back to, and I've said this example. My mentor worked at Procter and Gamble, and the Pampers story at Pro- Procter and Gamble was a was a big deal when they. Well, tell us the story. I don't know. Well, the yeah, the yeah. I was, story. I was, uh, I'll I'll repeat it because um, who knows which podcast is on. Is they they came out they they invented dispo- there was the first disposable diaper or, or for for their company yeah and the first thing I can't remember but they went through a set of benefits I'm just gonna say them like they're in order I don't know what the order is but it was um the first one was save money on laundering because it was cloth diapers
0: yeah. cloth and clothes, man.
1: yeah you save time like you you'll have more time in your day you can just throw this diaper away don't have you know mess on your hands from doing it. Like all of this stuff, because they said the mother is going to be buying it. It has to be a benefit to the mother who's buying it. Um, She's going to be the one doing the shopping. And they, Pampers almost failed. Disposable diapers as an industry almost failed. They
0: picked the wrong message?
1: Because they picked the wrong, they weren't selling through all of those. And then finally, I think the story goes, is some intern said, well, you know, we have like this moisture-wicking technology and it keeps a baby's bottom drier.
0: And <laughs> they were like, oh, that sounds awesome.
1: Well, they tested Less it. Less powder, r- rashing, r- all Well, stuff. it was the mo- The benefit to the mom didn't matter. The benefit to the baby matters the most to, to the mom. mom. Yep. And so they defined the problem they're solving. Now, it solved all those other problems, too. But no one cared about those
0: other problems. Yeah. Or at least they weren't top-of-mind problems.
1: Yeah. And they weren't valuable enough so keeping a baby's bottom dryer, and now when you see every, to this day, every diaper commercial, every disposable diaper, because that's all we have on advertising, nobody's selling cloth diapers, even though people do use them, is about, they pour the big gallon jug oh, of water yeah. and it disappears.
0: Keep your baby's bottom dry and destroy the environment. Yeah. That's the message, right? Yeah.
1: Just have more plastics out there. <laughs> so, I mean, it just goes right with that, and banks do that every day.
0: Oh, yeah. And I agree, that's a good story, too, to, to back it up, is, is what is the issue you're trying to solve? Or pr- It's not necessarily a problem. Yeah. It's not a problem, but can you do it better than the other bank? Yeah. You know, can you close that mortgage faster? Can you move the money faster?
1: The fact... Can that, you do it cheaper? The fact that, that banks, and I, I'm going to get a little too real with this one, look so externally for vendors to solve their problems... And I know that banks work on process all the time. So, but like that they aren't like that, that every bank doesn't have the same mandate to like, we're going to close the loan faster than anybody else does. That, that like what we did is like race to the bottom in cost on things like free checking. And now, not only are we going to do free checking, but we're going to not have, you know, fees have become bad. And instead of combating the industry of why fees exist and and defending, we're just, we we'll just folding up like a cheap out. long chair. We'll figure chair. out what it is. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that we aren't racing to like the best product inside the bank is what I mean, or the fastest, or the whatever is
0: kind of telling. I, I will say there are sometimes the 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 speed and checkoffs that you have to have to close a loan, especially in the mortgage well, area. Yeah.
1: Wet, is, is, wedding signatures
0: is. is Way much. Some, now, sometimes it's one of those, like, buyer beware things where, like, the time you have to go through it, you find something wrong with the house. Absolutely. Like, but I'd say it. I mean, the, there are reasons. The I, aver- I get it. I think the average is, like, 45 days or something. Yeah. I'm not talking about my bank. Like, I'm talking industry. No, no industry wise. It's, like, 45 days. And that's if everything comes together. But I guess what
1: I'm saying is the conversations I hear are so much around tangential stuff versus, like, the core stuff that you offer. And I will say this about Renaissance: I think I could say this. is like— no you can't well we'll cut it if we can't if I'll go ahead and say it you can, it is like you can. Looking, I'll, I'll give you permission looking at like checking accounts I mean the continuous work around the most blase core product that a bank has you don't have a relationship with a bank you don't truly have a relationship with a bank I mean yeah you may have their mortgage or whatever with the but, banker yeah but th- with if you don't have their checking account they're not really your you got
0: to have that core checking
1: account. your client
0: I think that's what makes them a core client right. is the checking
1: account. No, you can make money off of them and all that. Well,
0: and, we'd like your commercial loan, them. too. Now, if you got right. that, we'd love to have that. Exactly. Well. So I would I would consider both those. Right. Core checking, commercial. You're, 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 you're operating. You're operating. Commercial yeah. So then that moves us to number five, which is sort of what we were just touching on. What is your edge against the competition? So when you have a campaign, it has to have some edge to it. I mean, it has to. Now, some don't, and that's why they fail. So many but of us are out there. Problem, benefit. Issue you're looking for? What's the edge that completes the problem?
1: And that's what I'm saying is so many banks don't. But it's our just, people,
0: Josh, our people are the best. Yeah, our people. Yeah, bank with me because of our people.
1: And and we and and look, it's tough because like I said even like like you said to truly reduce loan closing time is a lobbying issue around regulators who probably aren't going to go back and look at it post 8 I get some of that, but I mean even within those frameworks, like. If forty-five days is the average, what's the low side, and how many p- people are pushing for the low side?
0: Well, but I'm I'm just trying to think back to you know marketing the people. It's hard to market culture, I think, externally. Yeah, internally, like you're recruiting people, and then you get good people, which, builds, well, look at which which makes that culture better.
1: Look at Amazon. I mean, as far as like what people say about their culture, I have no insights. What like what's it like to work at Coke? I have no idea. No idea. Now it's part of the American. General culture, yeah,
0: Coke, apple pie, that whole yeah. like thing, but
1: but Amazon, according to what naysayers say, and I don't know. You can go, I have,
0: to, you can go to Glassdoor or whatever it is yeah. and look up the what people have said, but I don't trust that necessarily because because a lot of really it's, it's either two people, someone looking for a job or someone who's gotten let go and they're just hammering the place they worked. Like yeah. So producer Bobby says that Glassdoor will take compensation to post positive reviews about your company. <laughs> Which is kind of cool and kind of shady at the same time. Well, I just,
1: As an employer, I don't know why anybody – and you can, we have a couple on hours. I don't know why you'd be motivated to leave a really good review when you left the place. I mean, obviously, people leave jobs really well, and, and they're those types of people that would go out and effusively compliment You know, where they were. They move because of you know, extenuating circumstances, but anyway – it, well,
0: I think it's it's kind of like going through in college. You go through everything sounds great and it's awesome. And then you get in there and you find out what it's really like. And it can be good or bad. Yeah. And I think that's with any job. It's like, yeah, the honeymoon is great. You're first, you're there, you're new. The idea is everyone's like, you have a little grace period where you can mm-hmm. shake some things up. And then you learn, is that culture good for leadership growth, diversity, inclusion, job, technology, solution oriented? Or is it like really stale and really like people just trying to get by to make a paycheck until they get retirement.
1: One thing I do want to clarify, just for the people listening to this, the clients we work with, and that's one of the criteria of working with them, are progressive. So I don't want anybody that's listening to this. You work with
0: progressive? No,
1: not not insurance.
0: I, I, I have progressive.
1: Well, they're a good company. Flow. we invented flow.
0: The Fake flow. News. Not her, but the flow.
1: Yeah, just the flow. The flow. But no, I mean just I don't want anybody to hear this. And yes, we've gotten to see the end the the, the the where we find we don't work out is
0: when it's the get by to get by. Yeah, like they No, look, I have look I have many friends. Many friends.
1: Robert Plant being one of them. Many,
0: many friends. Greece. My point is people are different. And I know it sounds weird, but like I have friends that like they are super happy with like just having a a job status, quo. status job they're like just get me to get me my two weeks of vacation a year so i can go to the beach and watch my kids play little league and get me to retirement where i can live comfortably in my community and i'm fine and i've got other friends who are like we'll step over you kick you in the face to get to whatever position they want in their company or like you know, the king rat of the rat race. And I mean, so when you're talking about this culture and stuff, like that's something that's real. And I think that reflects in a brand and how stuff operates. Mm-hmm. There are certain banks that we won't name that had gotten in trouble in the past for um, here's some sales practices that were below board or whatever Le- you want to led say. Led to fraud. Yeah. And, sales practices led this to fraud. This is public stuff. We, yeah. This is a banging podcast. We support all banks. But my point is, culture does matter. And it, it reflects in the brand and how it's seen. But it's still hard. It's It's hard. It's hard 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 to to market culture. But anyway, what is your edge against competition? I would argue that culture is an edge in execution.
1: And And treatment, I don't know that it's an edge
0: in advertising. Well, that's my point. If your
1: culture and we're working with a bank right now. Chick-fil-A
0: may be one that I could argue does.
1: Yeah, but their culture manifests in the experience. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Does your culture manifest itself in the experience and in the product? And so, like, if your culture is that of like, we have to be the best in every category, great
0: service, you treat well, remember your name, all those, then, then you can soft communicate skills. the
1: outcome of yeah. that, the 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 byproduct. But
0: well, we try. I mean, our tagline is understanding you, and, and that is a culture of understanding the client, meaning the need. Not that sounds and, you know cheesy to but say, acknowledging, but acknowledging that's literally what we try to push as our brand statement.
1: But the magic of it is under is understanding and leaning into the fact this is purposefully a transitional statement it is not we understand you because Rezon acknowledges at, at the at face no we don't understand every scenario yeah, we
0: we are trying to but, understand you understand and, and to you, continue and to continue always trying to meet that need so for those of you writing taglines you know there was a little hint on maybe how we try to make them ours.
1: transitional uh phrases not not necessarily terminal
0: yeah not terminal not absolute
1: yeah like just do it Nike. It doesn't mean once. It's, yeah. it's understood. That it's understood
0: that you're you're training. To, you're going for the sport. You're whatever. You're just doing it. But anyway, the grade eight uh, or five, as we have this one, the campaign. Yeah, you the shorted us three. The high five, oh, yeah you three. The high five of campaigns. Every campaign needs some form of slogan. There has to be a bio of the product. What are you targeting in your campaign? What are you trying to accomplish with that target? Uh, What are the issues or or what are you trying to solve? What solution are you trying to bring to the marketplace? And then what is your edge against the competition? I will say I got a lot of this in standing up from a conversation with Mark Penn, who's the chairman CEO of an agency holding company, MDC. Uh, he was interviewed once, and he talked through campaigns, and he's more political campaigns, but he talks about how he goes through stuff. And so a lot of these were taken from conversations with him, if not directly with him, uh, about deciding on how campaigns work. Uh, and so to that point, uh, next week we'll come back, or next time, because we're two weeks usually apart, we'll come back with the Hateful Eight of campaigns, we're talk about the eight mistakes that go on in campaigns to close out this uh, this great eight, Hateful Eight back and forth of content connection conversion and campaign so uh for the marketing money podcast at marketingmoneypodcast.com we will see you later bye